Welcome along to our first session here on Full Time. In fact, it might be, well, actually, it's more like our last um, uh, session here on Full Time, uh, sadly. Anyway, um, this is a no-holds-barred episode that we're going to be bringing onto our podcast. So, if you, um, uh, you know, so a bit of a disclaimer here. If you don't like the word fuck, cunt, or shit, then hard fucking luck. What do you guys reckon, eh? First of all, we're introducing to our show, Raul Walker. Kia ora, bro. Yeah, good, good morning, boys. Uh, well, I've always been polite there, Keith. Yeah, I tend to say all that French language for, uh, you know, behind the scenes, and uh, but that's just the way, you know, things go. And, uh, oh, well, look, I like the way you uh, your your intro included a word when you said uh, something to the effect of, uh, in fact... It could be a telltale sign of a, of a future show in the pipeline using those... Ah, uh, uh, hurry words, up, bro. Uh, Fuck so. But yeah, yeah, no hold back, <laughs> shall I? I might throw in uh, a swear word or two. Oh, bloody goodness sake. Get the beat machine get ready there, easy. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Ra. Awesome stuff, bro. Also joining us from up there in Pidal, we have our man, Reno Wilkinson. Kia ora, bro. Yeah, kia ora, bro. Fuck, it's good to be back on the show. <laughs> awesome stuff, my bro. Great to have you on the, on the show too. And also, you would have um, heard our man, JT, getting a bit of a zang stuff with Raul Walker. Good to have you on the show too today uh, there, bro. Yeah, no. All my fucks and cunts and shits were <laughs> out the window last night with a lost mate. <laughs> Fair enough. Now, boy, well, let's get your take on that game last night. Of course, the Storm, they went up against the Roosters to try and to make the grand final for next week. What were your thoughts, first of all, JT? Well, as we mentioned in the uh, in the virtual green room before we went on air, uh, yeah, no, just went good enough, didn't turn up again. It was like rewinding the clock back 12 months to the grand final. We didn't turn up there either, and Roosters too good. As much as I hate to say it, but uh, yeah, I think they'll go on and go back to back. I think most of us were going for the Raiders, but uh, yeah, no, nah, mate, just our team was too shit, didn't turn up, and uh, didn't play, play dumb football, you know, whatever. All good, it's <laughs> over now, so uh, we're on the bus with the other 14 teams that aren't alive, going around in circles until next year. So, well, what's your take on it then, um, Reno? Because I thought it was a pretty good game. Yeah, yeah, it was a good game. Uh, just the uh, Roosters seemed to want it a lot more, more hungrier for the win. Uh, the defence just shut down some of the areas of the storm, but like JT said, uh, they just didn't turn up, unfortunately. Go back last week, really gave it to the Eels, and I thought, oh, yeah, this team's looking right off. Traditionally, they go pretty good back-to-back. Um, but, mate, they just didn't turn up, didn't front up. Uh, they tried their hardest. They never gave up, but I think the um, Roosters just wanted it a bit more, and you saw the result, and... They're in the big dance next Sunday night up against the uh, Raiders. So, yeah, yeah, the old storm. Oh, well, I'll tell you what. Now, yes, it's uh, a language show. Imagine ringing up Craig Bellamy to talk to you today. Oh, mate. What do you reckon um, Bellamy would be saying, a, um, a JT? Well, you'd put him in an umbrella and some goggles. He didn't get <laughs> spit and saliva and whatever else come out of his mouth. Yeah, he'd, he'd probably be disappointed. And, you know, fair enough, there's... Yeah. Another twelve months down the down the down the shithole, basically. You know, they've uh, worked hard all year and, and um, had, had a pretty good result actually throughout the year um, in terms of where they finished on the minor premiership. But uh, like I said, to a lot of people, no one remembers who who won the minor premiership. They only remember who won the big one, and uh, that's just a fact of life. But you know, he won't be happy. But you know, 
back back to square one and uh, try again next year, get back on the horse that uh, they bucked off last night and have another go. One of the things you've been saying, uh, and I'm not sure if it was through mid-season or well, early, certainly early in the season, you were saying that uh, the Roosters certainly look like the team to beat, even though the Storm... You know, went on to be minor premiers as we knew they would. They were out in the lead for most of the season. You were continuing to say that the Roosters are going to be the team to to look out for, uh, isn't it, JT? Uh, yeah, well, look, if you look back through, throughout the season, they've lost a lot of players throughout the year to injury, suspension, and whatnot. So, very, very rarely were they at full strength. And a full strength Roosters side, even last night, you know, there's just no weaknesses right across the park. Uh, you know, they got Jared Whitey and Hargreaves and the inspirational little hooker captain, uh, Jake Friend, to come back into the mix as well. So, mate, you look at it that way, I just, you just can't see any uh, Achilles um, mm. tendons in that lineup. And unfortunately, I think, yeah, like I said, I've been saying it all year, if, if they're at full strength, they're going to be very hard to beat. And, uh, it's, it's sort of, I hate to call myself Nostradamus, but I'm, I'm Nostradamus, or Nostradamus, whatever. <laughs> Can I say that? Of course I can. <laughs> sure you can. Sure you can. Um, that's pretty true, though, eh, uh, Reno? Um, boy, you know, they haven't been at full strength, but they've been pretty good uh, nonetheless, haven't they? Oh, look, you look at those uh, players who just step up to the mark and what they kind of bring. you got some of the experienced players who are veterans in that squad, and uh, they just play hard out, mate, for their club and everything, and they just wanted that game more. And uh, like JT said, there's a few major names are missing out from the squad, but you give it to these ones that have jumped in there and had the opportunity, and wow, yeah, they surely turn out the play. Um, oh, just star power, strike power right across. Yes, uh, even true. both teams, when you take a look at last night, yeah. but one team just wanted a bit more, and that's why we seem to love the game and watch these uh, big paid players on show, and I tell you what, most of them do turn up week in, week out, compared to another team that I know of that don't turn up that often. Um, their ladies do better than them, but yeah, anyway, but uh, yeah, I think the Roosters will be uh, too tough uh, next Sunday, but I want to go for the green green machine, bro. Me too. I'm certainly going for the green machine. I have since they uh, beat the Warriors um, in their, uh, in their um, well, in one of those rounds in the um, uh, NRL uh, regular season. That's when I decided, yep, I'm going to follow these guys uh, and see how they do, and they've done really well just to get into the um, into the grand final for another shot at a title, eh, uh, eh, Reno? Yeah, yeah, that's right, you know, and, um, yeah, I can't wait till next Sunday. Looking forward to all the final games made in the NRL, mm. and especially our ladies' women team. Uh, they gave the Broncos girl their first loss, the girls' team their first loss of the season. Yeah. They were the much favourite uh, going into their couldn't raise a game prior to the big game last night, and our Warrior girls got out to a good start there, uh, 10-0 in the start, and a couple of good tries. Physicality was there, um, Obviously, the Broncos worked out the plan to shut down their devastating number seven. Got knocked around, a couple of head clashes here and there, and, well, the result stands, and uh, our girls are up to the big dance, as some would say, and how good is that into the second year? And you've got our Warrior girls there, and Georgie Hale just seems to uh, construct the whole team right around the paddock, and, yeah, mate, I'm enjoying it, especially some of the big hits. And, yeah, you got to see the girls play, and uh, the young uh, centre, too, for the Warriors, the Blondie, used to play uh, rugby for North Harbour and uh, was touted to be into the uh, women's sevens team, but decided to go into league and um, trying to think of a name time I hear, but yeah, she was playing wicked, but no, oh, I love it, mate. Good to see the girls out there doing, this, doing the mahi. Yeah, indeed. Now, um, 
big bit of a turnaround from last week, isn't it, um, JT, for the Warriors girls, of course. Um, you know, they got beaten, and quite convincingly, really, of course, able to, uh, you know, for me, and for, I think, a lot of people, a little bit unexpected. What did you reckon, bro? Yeah, it was a bit unexpected, given that they had uh, um, their coach didn't turn up, her father or her mother passed away. Oh. Uh, so, so that was a bit of a shock during the weekend, and also one of their key players, uh, they, mm. either the father or mother passed away also, so they had two key losses in the lead-up to the match. But, uh, yeah, made us into the seat stuff. I thought, here we go, they've taken a leaf out of the Blooming Warriors men's book, and um, what did I say, Blooming? They've taken a leaf out of the fucking Warriors men's book. <laughs> and... Um, uh, they're going to throw it away here, but to their credit, they held on, and like Rita touched on, some of those tackles, mate, there's a girl there, Nuasala. Yep. She absolutely folded a couple of those Broncos girls, yep. and the other girl, I can't think of her name, but uh, yeah, mate, just uh, just had me jumping out of my seat watching some of that stuff. Yes. It's, it's really good. It's almost like it's unsanitized because uh, a lot of the NRL stuff yeah. is just too much bloody cameras, and they're all yep. paying for, you know, for contracts or whatever. And uh, So watching the, watching the, the girlies run around was um, yeah, very inspiring. Some real hard hits, obviously, and, and that's what you see in a lot of these women's games. And obviously, that uh, really worked into the Warriors' favour there, eh? Reno, what do you reckon, bro? Yeah, yeah, they shut down, they targeted, but uh, Brigginshaw, you know, she's still a star. She's a star player for the Broncos girls, and it was like watching the Warriors evolve some parts of their game yesterday. They just stood back, and the fence never came up. But once they got their rush defence going up into the Broncos' faces, uh, they just couldn't create anything. But once they got back into their stance, it was like, oh, here we go. Don't do the dumbass warrior things that yeah. they would do and let the, let the uh, attack come towards you. But, hey, they got some good tries. Uh, take nothing away from the Bronx girls. Some wide-out passes around the back there. And, yeah, our girls just wanted a little bit more. And you talked about last week. It was uh, they never turned up, just like the Storm did last night. And, oh, well. You know, I look forward to it. Hopefully we see a lot of Warrior fans out there. And I know they don't traditionally get a big crowd turn up for the uh, Gills fighter, but just hope um, all the Cuzzy Bros all over there and Aussie over in Sydney will come out and support our Gills. Well, I certainly hope that there is going to be a lot of um, uh, support uh, out there to see um, our women girls, our, our ladies out there, of course, um, playing in their final. Uh, when you talk about the defence, you know, the rush defence, it's, it's, you know, because... One of the things that I find is the reason why a lot of those teams, especially the Warriors, they don't tend to rush up all the time is, uh, well, in my opinion, uh, fitness. What do you reckon, Reno? Oh, totally, totally right. Now, that's the men's team that's um, pretty well described sometimes how their play unfolds and things don't work right. Um, saw it last night. You saw with the Roosters and the Storm, uh, some of the defence patterns coming up in your face, and you just got to kind of create and slow things down. Otherwise... Once you get that roll on, you're running the backwards, mate. We all know what kind of happens, and it's a bit tough to counteract. So now the girls got through in the end there, and oh, defence wins games. There you go, Indeed. and there's a key factor to the last two nights, actually, when you take a look at the Raiders yep. and the uh, Roosters win. So defence is a key, and always is a key, and Warriors sometimes don't bring that defence. Oh, um, a lot of the time. A lot of the yeah, time mate. they don't bring that defence. But uh, what happened defensively for the Storm last night there, um uh, you reckon, JT? Oh, look, I just think um, one thing that the Roosters had over us last night was their power, was their aerial um, superiority. Right. two plays there, yes. both in attack and offence. Uh, we looked like we were going to score a try, or at least get, a, get it in the end goal, and up we went. And then uh, 
Latrell Mitchell come out of nowhere and stole it and, you know, got a seven tackle restart for them. And then at the other end of the paddock, the big, uh, what do they call him, the giraffe, Daniel Tupo, yep. up above the pack, you know, brought it down into the end goal, managed to get his arms free and offloaded for the first try. So I couldn't understand why we were trying to bomb them because, you know, our most aerial uh, player was on the bench, young Villavali. But, yeah, just, you know, I, I, uh, in terms of our defence, I think we, once Kafusi went off, that sort of upset the routine, but he's a solid worker out there on that edge. And he lost a, a fair chunk of his hair, the poor bugger. And then, look, uh, that, that upsets your routine, your patterns, and then uh, other people got to come on. I don't know why Craig Bellamy puts that idiot Shandor Earl on the on the bench. He offered nothing. He came on and dropped the first ball. You know, but it's easy to, to, to be critical now and um, if, if, if the result. But, look, at the end of the day, I'll, I'll just still maintain. I'd like the Raiders to win. I've got a, good, a lot of good friends and a Raiders supporters and, and Roosters as well, but... I just think the Raiders, you know, it would be the fairy tale for them. But mm. if I was to pick it, if I was to put money on it, I'd definitely put it on the Roosters. Yeah, they certainly are looking the goods, and it's obviously a team that you, you know, like you said, Nostradamus, Mr. Nostradamus. Um, it's a team you've been saying was has been the the team to look out for, which certainly has come to fruition. Um, what do you think the the the, the Canberra Raiders? can do to maybe upset them then, then JT? Oh, I just think they've got to come down and bring it into, like, to a street fight. You know, the Roosters like to play with a, quite a fancy sort of a game, quite an open running game. Although they can't match up in the middle, but I just think those Canberra, especially those three Englishmen, if they can get down and dirty and, and play, mm. you know, a little bit of niggling here and there and try and upset the Roosters uh, and, and up, up, upset their, their, their go forward, uh, I think that's what Canberra has to do. Uh, I don't think I'd, look, even right across the park, they've got some good players. But like I said, 1 through 13 and even 1 through 17, there's very little um, weakness yes. in that Roosters team. And so just thinking, yeah, Cam, just got to upset them a little bit, do something a little bit different. And Ricky Stewart is, is a bit of a master of, of the unorthodox. So, yeah, wouldn't, I wouldn't write them off, but two things count against them, and that is the Roosters, just the superiority of, of their side. And the fact that it's a big grand final and they've been there before, I don't think any of the uh, mm. Canberra side have played in one of these before, so it'll be, uh, they might be the possible in the headlights. Look, I hope not. But uh, like I said, if I put money on it, I'll put it on uh, on, on the uh, Roosters. Roosters. What do you reckon? Uh, how, how, how can the uh, Canberra Raiders win against the Roosters next week? The um, uh, Reno? Yeah, a couple of key areas. The halves, uh, the Raiders... Uh... They need to uh, fuck up uh, Luke Carey, smash him. I hate that little shit. <laughs> I was hoping Kafusi would have knocked him out. He's a little shit, oh, man. man. He's a little fox terrier that just keeps going. But shut him down. Uh, get into Cooper Cronk's face. I hope the number nine for the Raiders uh, gets in there and knocks him around. You need to knock them guys around. Uh, give them a taste of their own medicine to stop any momentum. So you get physical with them. Shut them down. Uh, might bring some uh, something back to the Raiders. Uh, but Ricky's smart around it. He he knows he's a tough little fella, and he's been there before. So, yeah, you got to get physical with the Roosters. That's the only way you're going to beat them up front and really knock them around a bit. Otherwise, once they get their momentum going, that forward pack, you take a look at Cordner last night. Mate, I haven't seen that guy play that well. He's played really well. The big running metres, that back line's devastating for the Roosters, especially Tedesco. Yeah. Uh, hopefully, uh, Clocksey can uh, knock them around and shut him down. But it's a bit... It's a, yeah, it's against the Raiders, mate, going into the game, but they need to shut the halves down, I think. Yeah. It's not an easy thing to do, though. Is no, it, is no it? definitely not. It's you not going to be Papali's easy. Playing, if he goes back-to-back weekends uh, with a Storm Barney run, 
going to be interesting. It'll be interesting to see how things go. Um, I think Jared will be back, and I think he'll have an eye on Papali. Oh, yep. Whitey Hargreaves will just line True. them up, I think. Yeah. But you got to you, you can't be stupid about it. Yes. Because they will not muck around and put you in the bin. Yeah. And they can uh, unfold and change the whole game plan. So you got to think smart and make sure you do it right and just shut them down. Do so, the basics right, and you might get through. They've got such good game breakers in that team and the Roosters team, though. You know, Trail Mitchell, um, Tedesco, Cooper Cronk. You know, it's going to be very, very difficult trying to shut that team down, uh, though, isn't it, Reno? Yeah, yeah. Well, you get in, you get into the Trail Mitchell, you get into his mind, and you start pushing mm, around, push his true. head down on the ground, get true. the better of him, face up, and change that whole play plan of his. Once you get around him, and even if someone's down low, go and hit the shoulder into him, knock him around. Don't let him get his own way, because he can get like a little bastard and push you around and think he's got the better of you. I've seen players do it. You get under them and get into them, knock them around, push them, throw them over the sideline, give it to them, and stuff them up, and yeah. he won't play any well. Looking... Get right in their face, man. That's yep. how I see it. Yep. Should yeah, be... In other words, because there's no whole bar, fuck them up. Do it. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Let's hope they do fuck them up, because that's what they need to do. Get right on, up under them, like you said there, uh, Reno, looking forward to the game uh, without a doubt, uh, that's for sure. Maybe not as much as what you are, JT, but I'm certainly looking forward to um, next weekend's game. Oh, look, nuts. No, it's the grand final. It's, it's the uh, the showpiece or the pinnacle of a season's work, the culmination, whatever you want to call it. So, yeah, no, I'll definitely watch it. I'll be uh, actually in, in your part of the world, down in Wellington. So, with daylight saving, what time will that kick off about 11 o'clock at night? <laughs> Probably, yeah. <laughs> You're right. I think it will be at 11 o'clock at night. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so look, it, it, it is what it is, and uh, yeah, Reno's made some good points there about what the Raiders have to do as well. So yeah, I, I just can't see it. Uh, just what Reno is. Whose side is Lailu on? Will he up, be up against Mitchell? That'd be a good comp- markup if it is. Good, comp- mm. good competition. Mm. I'm not sure it's going to be a good one nonetheless. Now I'm going to bring Rat Walker in because he hasn't said too much. Uh, since his intro. I was, I was having a sleep break it's still daylight. I know. Now. I know you were having your sleep, so I thought I'd better wake you up just so you can get ready to say a little bit of something, eh? Anyway, um, you, uh, what about you? I, I know you're more focused on rugby there, um, Ra, but uh, what do you reckon um, with the uh, NRL final coming up, bro? Uh, don't really care, because he doesn't sort of uh, phase me, but uh, if the Raiders are in there, I'll, I'll probably... Uh, you know, support them. Even though I, I did like the Storm, but uh, I don't know, given, uh, you know, recent form, hmm. maybe uh, put my money on the green machine. He's hoping they can, uh, you know, keep all their, their Canberra supporters kind of, you know, on track. And, um, no, it'd, it'd be a good game. They're always spicy encounters, and then that's why we always sort of tend to watch them in, in a rugby-mad country. Um, you know, they're, they're full of uh, entertainment value, so... Uh, yeah, should, should be a good match, bro. Spoken like a true rugby man, eh, hey, JT? You're Spoken like a true oh, rugby shit. man. <laughs> yep, that's what I expected as well from a JT. It's just... Bro, you, you imagine World Cup rugby referees refereeing the NRL. Fuck, oh, you know, I'm playing on the nah. field. They'd be all red-carded. Nah. Nah. You know, you can't even hit some... Oh, I don't know. I've not liked it. I've not liked it. Well... Actually, what do you reckon of the uh, refereeing this season so far, JT? Of the what, mate? So the the oh, NRL oh, referee. Yes, NRL referee. Oh, look, it's... Uh, 
I understand they've got a tough job because the game has, has, has sped up over you know recent times, and unfortunately, I don't think uh, the officials have kept up. And last night was a, there's a classic example when Joseph Manu was called back for a, a, a knock-on, which I didn't even see. This. So was, the Roosters got rubbed off a try there, I think. Um, but look, you know, oh, I just don't think they've kept up. I think they need to be come back to the one referee system to just. There was communication issues. Last right. week, one referee saying, "Oh, knock on," yeah. and the other one says, "Penalty," or it's a strip and they're playing a water scrum. So look, I just think take it out of the uh, take take it out of the equation. It was only brought in to, to police the ruck, but I just yeah, I just said there's too much emphasis on that on their bullshit, and I think I could say that. But uh, like I said, it's a tough tough gig, and I certainly wouldn't want to do it. But I just don't think the, the product has sped up, and it's, it's probably you know, it's very entertaining and. Yeah, you know, it's a sad fact that a lot of big games, the most talked about thing is the fucking referee, so yeah, it's bullshit. Yeah. Well, what about you, Reno? What do you reckon about the referees starting this season? Mate, I get whole heart with them, uh, especially when they've got to go upstairs every time to the bloody bunker Yeah. and the ruling on that. You know, I think uh, sometimes I want to put the boot into the NRL referees and rugby referees in general. You just need to back yourself, have a your gut feeling. If you know it's not going to be, it's not a try and everything, yeah, fair enough, but you don't have to go up these every single bloody try. They seem no. to be too reliant these days on uh, on the old TMO and the uh, bunker and technology these days. Uh, referees seem to lost their passion just to stand there and give it the old blow the whistle it's a try. But um, you're going to have your ups and downs no matter what happens, mate. Referees are referees and we just need to look after some of them and make sure they're out there doing the game, doing it right. We can only can ask, but, right, you know. It's just what it is. Just got to deal with it. And you talk about the Rugby World Cup already. The cards have come out, red and yellows. And I've always said, and I still think today, uh, when it gets down to the quarterfinals, semifinals, finals, uh, could be a possibility, a rugby decision. They could decide the outcome of uh, this year's Rugby World Cup. But refs are refs and can't have a game without them, mate. Yeah, that's for sure. Anyway, we're going to go to a break on that note. We'll be back with more full time right after this. The funny thing is, when we usually have a break, the best stuff usually comes out of us when we're having a break. So, I decided that during the break, I would record myself and the boys during the break, and we'll see how that goes. What's that? What did you say, bro? No, nah, I don't Oh, okay. Yeah, no, leave it rolling. Some of the best shit said while we're supposed to be having a break. Yeah, exactly, actually. We <laughs> do. We say our best shit, and it doesn't even get on the fucking air yeah. during the break, usually. Not yeah. usually, anyway. Well, no, not at all, quite frankly. Put them down as get fact, mate. If, if only <laughs> get fact. <laughs> where our passion comes out, we let the angst out, bro. Yeah, yeah I know. I know. The, the, the natural juices flow, bro. It's, it's, it's a, a real get factor, you know. We're, we're oh, that yeah. You, you, you're loving that um, get fact. Oh, that's, that's what we do. We go get fact. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't like it, you can go and get fact. We <laughs> <laughs> can go and get fact, I'll tell you. <laughs> okay. Like it. I like it. Like I hope no one, what, you're going to podcast the same. No, it's, it's going on the full-time podcast. Oh, yeah. The whole but, show is oh, fact. The, the whole show. Yeah. The whole show is fact. <laughs> <laughs> not that's just good, that. Bro. That's, that's brilliant. Because 
there'll be an explicit because you know um, uh, when it gets thing, it'll show that it has you know bad language or foul language on it, so it'll just go on as that. But we're not going to put it on here, even though I'd fucking love to. I'd fucking love to. I'd love to put it on here. That's for sure. Don't do it, Keith. Don't put it on here. <laughs> <laughs> you three have got reputations to uphold. Don't put it on here. <laughs> <laughs> Would even be welcome back at the station ever again. <laughs> well, well, I'm very hard case if you just that. do it. Yeah. Like, yeah. you see how many phone calls everyone has to check on their messages and everything. Uh, yeah, I reckon. That, that'll, that'll make Martai come into the station. <laughs> or you could have one of those little bleep expletives that goes, get back every time we have a clear word. <laughs> Brilliant. Brilliant. When it goes, suck it, go, get back. Get back. Get back. I'm starting to really like that title. <laughs> well, would, to be honest, I just threw it out at as a joke to see what you guys reckon. Now all of a sudden it could be our next podcast. <laughs> We're all fact. <laughs> it's beautiful, bro. It's brilliant. <clears throat> oh, well, is it us into it? How many beers? How many beers in when you were you when you thought of that one? Uh. I, I don't know, it just sort of came to me, really. The <laughs> mind of a, of, a, of a brilliant, intelligent man, then. <laughs> it's amazing what the mind does when, when it's oh, thinking, I suppose, eh? What's a name? What's a name? Oh, it's factual, bro. It's factual. That's what I like about it. It's great. Okay, we'll get into it, eh? You bro. Bye, Into our second session here on Full Time. Got no fucking sponsors today, so fuck yous. Anyway, <laughs> let's uh, talk about rugby. Rah, boy, was there one hell. This was just an amazing, an amazing predicament that occurred, obviously, just a few, well, maybe more than a few hours ago, but it was just unbelievable to think that Japan could do it yet again, beat a major player in the Rugby World Cup. Of course, they went on to defeat um, Ireland 19-12. That is just unreal, isn't it, bro? Oh, mate, the, the, the Islanders or the, the Irish team, uh, they were shit, bro, I'll tell you. And, uh, you, know, he, you know, thumbs up to the to the Jets. They uh, they came out and uh, they were going to take, like, another game and... Uh, you know, the expectation was the the, the green machine of uh, the the boys from the Emerald Isles were going to roll the the, the the little fellas from the land of the rising sun, but but it wasn't to be. And I think we uh, we talked about it on on an earlier show about the comparison between the lesser nations of uh, Japan and Namibia. That uh, you know, aside like uh, the Japanese should be competitive at least with the amount of money they put into into rugby and and the buying of foreign players to come over and compete in their competition. But look, um, that's all well and fine, and and all easy to say, but at the end of the day, it's what happens on the field. And the men and the red and white hoops, look, they came to play. And uh, look, there was probably a few Guinnesses being sunk uh, last uh, yesterday. Uh, definitely tons of sake and sapporo, which is a good Japanese beer. But uh, no, good on them. And uh, it, it does uh, wonders for, uh, for world rugby when you see the minnows um, topple. Couple the, the the big boys of, of the IRB and and you can't get any bigger than than the Irish. I think they were the top and they they 
the All Blacks bumped them off or something. So, no, it's, it's good for the game. And uh, take back the Irish. Uh, the Irish eyes won't be smiling at all for the next uh, few days. The Irish thought, probably, a eh, Reno. The Irish thought that they could go onto the stadium and probably um, give the nips the squeeze. It didn't happen, though, did it, bro? No, it didn't, mate. And it was intense from the 62nd minute when they had the lead against the Irish. And mm. we thought, come on, come on, Japan. Come on, let's do it, let's do it. And I tell you what, I've never seen social media blow up so much in support of mm. uh, yes. Japan, let alone the eruption of the stadium. Host country and their little team beats one of the big boys. I know. Mate, that is just a dream. That's a move and a making over in Japan when you come and uh, play up against Ireland and one of the much favourite teams to win this tournament. But, you know, it's only early days. They could still get through the island um, and get to the big games. But Japan, it's all about celebrating over there and as they stun Ireland in the uh, big big game yesterday. Mate, you know, I've I got some Irish friends and they weren't that happy on Facebook, understandable. Yeah. But uh, Japanese friends as well I know and uh, people that I know out there and yeah, they celebrate. For them, that's the uh, World Cup. That's the victory they wanted and to knock out one of the big boys like Ra said. And you've said, um, mate, that's a huge achievement. Who would have thought they could replicate I four know. years ago? I know. They? And, uh, but they, they're a good team. And look, um, we know the demise of the Sunwolves during the recent um, Super Rugby. Yeah. But uh, when you're playing in front of your home crowd and on your own turf and your own backyard, that just showed um, that's one of the fairy tale stories of this World Cup, if not uh, the big one. Just absolutely unbelievable. In my opinion, it was just unbelievable to hear or to see that um, Ireland were able to do it yet again. And this had to be harder because the Irish, they were ready. The the, the oh. South Africans last in the last World Cup, they made, you know, kind of like snuck up on them. It, it, you know, it just kind of like snuck up on them. Whereas now, you know, teams are looking out for the, the Japanese. So yeah. it just bit them in the ass, didn't it? Oh, totally, totally. They're a team to watch for. It. And it's good. It's a good Great. tournament when these little minnow teams, uh, when, you know, everything was a talk prior to last night, was Uruguay. Yeah. You know, not going to have a fair deal, yes. which was a huge upset and a surprise to many. And then the host nation come along and do it to one of the big guns. It doesn't get any bigger then a uh, minnow team beating the All Blacks. It'll get yep. big. It wasn't getting bigger than Japan, but um, yeah, mate. Yeah, oh, you gotta, you gotta love it. I love it when the minnow teams and the underdogs win. I, I doesn't though. Who doesn't love it? I mean, like it was just unbelievable. It was at least to me, eh, Ra? They, they won't be there, cheap. Yeah, I, I thought, I thought it was just um, an, a, another unreal game from the Japanese, especially happening in Asia. And this is going to be just a huge game for, for the Asians who were watching this, um, uh, who were watching that game last night. Hey, uh, hey, Ra. Oh, yeah, bro. I tell you, uh, look, as we said, fucking bloody social media was, was blowing up. I've never seen every second or third post was uh, going on about the, the Japanese and, and the Japanese, how they kind of, uh, you know, took the Irish on and, and uh, real David Goliath type uh, type epic battle. And, uh, you know, for good reason, not think the captain's Kiwi. A former Kiwi and then the coach is Jamie Joseph, I think. So, you know, you've got that uh, that, that New Zealand connection there, Māori connection, yeah. Kiwi connection. So, um, no wonder, you know, fans here in, in Aotearoa, uh, we were just fucking, they were just cutting loose with their comments and pretty wrapped that, uh, yeah, that uh, little Japan 
uh, wealthy Japan, of course, uh, beat uh, the, the 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 big boys of rugby, and uh, definitely definitely good for the game, as I made mention. But um, there was talk also about the the Asian qualifying um, team. Apparently, uh, how hard it is for countries from there to actually make the, the cut in the yeah. world in, in the world uh, champs tournaments. Um, so yeah, they'll have to look at that. Um, if Japan's an example of what's coming out of um, you know that part of the world, um, look, I'll tell you, another team uh, that's unknown at the stage. But you give them a few more years, and I think the growth of the women's game in their country is China. Uh, you know, a billion plus people can't be wrong. You're bound to pick some uh, some good sides from from that amount of uh, you know uh, people, even though their their player base is a lot smaller. But um, given the success of Japan. Um, a lot of the smaller Asian countries will be thinking, heck, we can beat the the, the big, uh, taller, you know, European Polynesian yes. type players and, and beat them well. So uh, definitely a good sign for uh, rugby globally. Michael Leach, who's the captain, um, I think he came off the bench, if I remember correctly, um, Areno. He must be seen as a god over in Japan. Yep. Eh? Just the way that he carries himself. And without a doubt... The respect that um, Japan, not just the Japanese players, but the Japanese people w- w- would take um, with Michael Leach. Uh, hey, I mean, it's just, he's just unreal, I believe. What do you reckon, Reno? Oh, I couldn't agree much more, Keithy. You pretty well nailed that all on the head there. Uh, he is like a god to them over there, and, and he is a damn good player. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. back here in our country, when he was playing for the Chiefs as such, there was just so many good number eights yes. around. He could just couldn't break it into our... Uh, Black Jersey, but he's gone over there. And, mate, this guy, Michael Leach, is going to be a coach of the Japanese team. Yeah. And the high regards I think Japanese rugby have in him, uh, it's huge. Um, he's going to be worth a fortune over there. Yeah, he'll have his whānau set up, you know. So, yeah, what he delivers on the field, around the field, the money, the respect he brings to the individual players, he's a class act. And uh, it's good to see uh, the Japanese recognise him for that because it was tough times for him, especially with the injury he had here when he was playing for the Chiefs. And, He's turned his whole career around, and look at this, he can celebrate. You think of Japanese rugby, think of Jamie Joseph, yes. who's uh, gone over there to coach this team. You know, he came back not so long ago uh, with a whānau um, tangi, I think it was, back in our country, oh. and Tony Brown had to uh, continue the opening game, I think, against Russia. So uh, there's a lot going on behind the scenes, but the uh, Asia, like Ra talked about, the Asian part of rugby is building. Uh, the Chinese girls, I remember watching them come over. I remember the Chinese girls come over and play in our secondary comp as well yes. as part of the uh, tournament. There are some good little players out there, and the money is huge. Yeah, I, I think, um, you know, when you talk about Jamie Joseph, I mean, you've really got it um, spot on. I think he is a really good coach, to be quite honest. A, um, a, uh, um, a uh, He must be one hell of a... A great coach because I tell you what, um, he he's just done a heck a heck of a lot, uh, quite frankly. Anyway, I better answer this from from our man JT because JT, if we didn't know, he he messaged me not so long ago, telling me that he had to take off and take a shit, and he he decided that he wouldn't tell any of anybody else. But he messaged me that he was going to take a shit, and out of respect, he decided that he wouldn't want to share the sound effects, even though we probably did want to hear the sound well, effects. Well, well, well you know, you done, Keithy, you should have missed his bed. Go and get fact. <laughs> <laughs> Go and get fact, JT. <laughs> <laughs> 
Like, I well, said, it was one of my better ones, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> It's one of those ones where you say, geez, look at that. How the hell that? Look at that. These are going to sell over with me, JD. Geez. Some of the rot and ruin. It's fucking rotten and boys. <laughs> I didn't eat one of those roosters, did you? No. 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 <laughs> fucking hell. No one did. <laughs> well, anyway, well, we were talking. Michael. Um, Michael. Um, Leech. Leech. Just an unbelievable um, Captain A. Aira. Oh, you keep saying that resemblance to you is uncanny. I thought he might be one of the leaders from out uh, Fangarabi, one of the one of the farmers. Okay. But uh, no, nah, look, I'll tell you, he'll definitely, um, you know, he'll definitely be uh, looking back on on the Kiwi rugby selectors and thinking, oh, you guys can go and get fat now. <laughs> you know, I'm doing well with uh, with uh, Japan and uh, probably Jamie Joseph too. You know, uh, that saying for good players, they make a uh, good coach as well. Um, that's starting to sort of uh, rear its sort of head a bit, and uh, look, hopefully the, the the Japanese can sort of uh, go the distance and secure a few more wins. They're easier said than done. Um, usually get these uh, fluke kind of victories uh, out of the blue. Um, not too sure who they're up against next, but uh, yeah, they might not be able to repeat um, the, the stunning upset over the Irish. Yeah. Oh well, that's right. I was talking about Jamie Joseph as well. Such a good coach. He's coached the. Um I remember when he coached Wellington, and I can't believe that the Wellington Hurricanes didn't take him as a coach. They took that blimmin' um oh what the hell was his name? Oh Hammett. Hammett. That fucking Mark Hammett. I couldn't believe that they and they had Jamie Joseph there. Jamie Joseph also went on to coach the um, Mouldy team as well. Did really well. Um, now, now let me let me butt in here, boys. You're going to be proud of me for this. Okay. I've read recently, I've read recently that Mark Hammond is a New Zealand schoolboys coach. Is that correct? Probably. Yeah, that's right. Has he, yeah. he got something to do with Otago rugby? Mm. More Canterbury. This is the same dickhead. But yeah, yeah he's assistant coach down in Otago. Yeah. Yes. Hastings Boys High School won the national whatever it is top four yes, in the school, yeah, the yes. school tournament, and not one of their players made the schoolboys side. I How know. the fuck does that happen? It's unbelievable. Just yeah, absolutely see, and this this is the coach that the Wellington guys got to coach the Hurricanes, Mark Hammett, who isn't even taking any of the best players out of that uh, Hawks Bay team. You, you, you never did like the country. No, I oh, never liked him. Say it. I Play never it. did. We're allowed to on the show now. I know. <laughs> he's, a, he's a fucking idiot, that guy. Isn't of course, he? he. Well, I'm not saying he's an idiot. But I am saying he wasn't the right coach for the Hurricanes, obviously. And he's a crap coach, you know. He's a she's just shit, really. For for this, oh, I don't know. He's gonna fuck things up for the for our schoolboys if he's part of the schoolboy um um uh, management or coach. Sure he's a, he's one of the selectors and the coach. Yes, unbelievable, really. It's unbelievable. How can you oh, not fact, pick? I'll tell you, look, Jamie, I think Jamie was passed over by a uh, oh. certain sector of uh, yes. that rugby selection panel. Absolutely and, uh, he was. Because, uh, you know, I can see why they went with him and he was with the successful yes, he was. Crusaders team while well, well, yep. Joseph played for what uh, lowly Otago. Did, did, so, uh, did Jamie know, Joseph have the wrong colour eyes? Yes. Huge. The wrong coloured eyes, wrong coloured everything. Oh, okay. Yeah, clowns. He was the absolute wrong colour for um, the uh, New Zealand Rugby Football Union at that particular time. Oh mate, I said, look, this, 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 the sun shines out of Canterbury's arse, and everybody plays for their team. Of course it does. I've gone from speaking good French to speaking real French. Yeah. Real French, one of me. Anyway, um, 
So I'm just so... <laughs> Fucking can't everything you think about it. It's a good fact moment. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you got fact. You got fact, eh? You got fact, alright. Anyway, um, I'm just so happy for Jamie Joseph. I mean, you know, because I know Eddie Jones um, in the last World Cup, he was really put on a high pedestal after that win. And they still talk about it now. I mean, we'll be talking about it forever, I think about how Japan went and beat South Africa. And then, of course, last night they go and beat um, Ireland. We'll be talking about that for quite some time too, probably. Uh, what do you reckon, Reno? Oh, totally, totally. Look, Host Nation, it's all about uh, what the Japs done against South Africa four years ago. It's right there in front of the uh, South Africans' motel. Yep. They can't get away from it. So it's just a friendly reminder. Four years' time, mate, um, in Paris, it's going to be reminded against the uh, Irish uh, up around their region as well. So good on Japanese. Uh, they've done really well, mate, and you got to love it, eh? So, yeah, no, it's something you will be, we'll be talking about for years. Look, we go back and they bring up bloody JK's try. Yes. And that was the inaugural event, 87. Yes. So, you know, it doesn't matter. 20, 30, 40 years, you'll be still talking about the Japanese and the team that knocked over some big boys in rugby. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it'll be around. It'll be history, mate. It's, it's just we've got to teach some of these younger ones uh, to realise what it is, eh? Yeah. Here we go. <laughs> oh, but I'm but just... Yeah, Jamie Joseph, mate, the old racist card got thrown in there. I'll leave it at that point. <laughs> get in there. They need to look at the treaty. Look at the treaty. <laughs> Brilliant. Brilliant. You know, but... Because you've got to think, you know, well, this is what I'm thinking in my head anyway. That's, that obviously is what played a huge part. I mean, fucking Mark Hammond. What the fuck? And you got um, uh, Jamie Joseph right there. I mean, I just couldn't believe that they, uh, you know, went, went straight past him, went for Mark Hammond. I was, you know, and when Mark Hammond came on the scene, oh boy, I was just absolutely livid. The whole... Wasn't Mark Hammond a hooker, bro? There you he go, was, there's the answer. He was, bro. Maybe that's what it was, eh? Maybe that's what it was. Anyway, um, just awesome stuff. You know, Rugby World Cup, it's been... Uh, that, that's just a real shock, isn't it, Ra? The, especially the Ireland game. Oh, yeah, but uh, but a good shock, though, Keith. I mean, Great you, you need those um, those upset wins, and, uh, you know, without them, the, the tournament, uh, you know, it will be predictable and uh, you know the, the big countries game will be steamrolling over all the little minnows so no nah, but I'll tell you it's sort of uh, it sort of breaks the mould a bit and uh, you know and they talk about it for years to come and, and you know you still hear about the, the South Africa and Japanese one I think so you know it is that David and Goliath kind of a scenario and everybody likes it. it doesn't matter if you like rugby or not you know it's the, the Big guys getting beaten by the little fellas, you know, kicking them up the arse where, where it hurts, and uh, that's exactly what the Japanese did. And uh, no, that's movies are made of that. I know, I know. Who knows? Mate, mate, uh, unfortunately, the David had fucked into a park yesterday. He's still got a hiding. Oh, true that. True that. They did indeed get another hiding. Oh, not uh, a hiding. They lost by two points, twenty-one to nineteen. <laughs> so that, that's that's close enough. Give them a bonus fucking win. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. One of the things that should be you would have enjoyed though was um, the Mustangs there, eh? Uh, the Manutuki Mustangs, um, JT. Of course, they're the Actually, yes, rugby was, league uh, champions. I was I was sitting next to a friend of mine, Simon Con. Now he 
he was the stepfather of Mac Miller, the guy who unfortunately right. killed him. He's... He they over for the uh, for the rugby league, the classic uh, the, sorry, the Masters rugby league tournament. So I was sitting next to him having a chat, and I was getting updates from Tony Barbridge and a couple of other people right. there at yeah. the game. Yeah, and um, yeah, so yeah, good, good one. I was actually part of the inaugural, the first Mustang side way back in nineteen ninety three, I think it was. Wow. And so it's it's a, a very long time between them and some form of success. Yes, it's not a like a, a normal competition in the sense that it goes for a year, but you know, due to circumstances of playing numbers and I guess the social social drift of people away from the area, it, it's it's still a win. And uh, for the boys <coughs> to, to get that state was but marvellous. And I had phone calls from. Uh, Danny Jones, you know, Morris Fadahinga, they're all original players. But even Bill Jones came across from Pirates for, for a year. Right. So that no, was, was really, really heartwarming to see the boys get to win this day. And against the Whalers, you know, the Whalers have been there, done that for such a yes. long time. And, you know, they use their catch call of these we are. Well, they still are. The Whalers will always be the Whalers. And, yeah. But, you know, yeah, good good for them, for the Manatee and uh, for the club. No, absolutely. Great win, actually. Um I didn't realise that you were part of the uh, Manatuki Mustangs way back uh, in those days, and uh, I do remember seeing you um, posting up a, a photo um, of that uh, of that uh, illustrious um, first team. Many, yeah, that photo ago. was about twenty five kilos ago, though, maybe even more <laughs> these days. Probably thirty or forty, actually, to be clear. Yeah, yeah. Look how it worked. It was a friend of ours. He's actually my god. My daughter's godfather, Calvin Rickard, and me family was on the right. investigators between starting the Mustangs. And he said, Oh, well, come out, come in. I said, Oh, it's too fucking far to go to training, bro. And rah, rah, rah. But then yeah, he was very insistent. So a couple of us that used to play for Cody went out and then had a ball, mate. The people at Manitouki were absolutely fabulous. And really, it was a really community run and yeah. base club. A lot of the people out there felt in their eyes that the YMP uh, rugby club had ditched them and moved into this, moved into town. Right. So left them high and dry. They said, oh, well, stuff it. We, we won't stop another rugby club. We'll just go you know, full circle and start a league team. And, yeah, that was really good. I had some great times out there with, with some really good people. True that. True that. Um, well, uh, who, who else was uh, part of that team um, in that in that year, uh, 93, the JT? So the coaches were Bill White and George Thomas. Yep. Uh, Bill White was formerly at, at Ripponite Eels. Jeez, uh, was uh, Willie Edwards, Ken Tardy, who played rugby for Marist, I think. Um, who else was there? Dean Hawkins, uh, Purnell Smith, you might know Purnell, uh, Keithy, Spade, or what was his name? Um, oh, jeez, there was a few. Oh, mate, my memory's gone blank. Uh, Richard Fadahinger, there's a lot of, all the Fadahinger boys were in there, Richard right. Morris, uh, right. Jack, um, John Bell, yeah, mate, a lot of names, I just, they from the past. Right, wow, wow, well, good years though, eh? Good oh, years. absolutely, yeah, great times. Yeah, yeah. So, now, uh, one of those guys, maybe it must be you, Reno, watching a bit of, um, I don't know, sounds like you're watching some, something rude, <laughs> something hub. You're watching something up there, um, Reno. Oh, what's that? <laughs> You're watching the <laughs> something up. <laughs> it's that bloody site we need to put our podcast on. <laughs> How did Teams Valley do um, uh, yesterday there, uh, Reno? Yeah, yeah. They had a good win over Mid-Canterbury. Uh, got the bonus point, the much-needed bonus point. So it's only one point between them now. I think there's um, one team on 22 and... Quite a bunch of teams actually on 21, but uh, 
Yeah, they wanted that bonus point to get them up there, so currently sitting at second at the moment. Okay. Poverty Bay also had a uh, loss. They went uh, down uh, to uh, play Horofenua Kapiti uh, down in Waikanae um, yesterday. Came away with a loss uh, 38-28, and as JT alluded to before, uh, still was not too bad a game, considering this is West Coast that are up, up in the top four, uh, 19-21. So obviously it must have been a good game uh, there, eh, JT? Even though not on the right side that we wanted it to be, eh, bro? Yeah, just unfortunately the result was shit. I'm not sure if they've got any more chances to break that um, that drought this year, but I think yesterday was the closest they've gotten for a long time. And uh, yeah, it would have been a rip-roaring crowd there at, at Whakadua Park, yeah. pulling the boys on, as there always is. You know, unfortunately, uh, as you guys will know, East Coast rugby is... Uh, well, what's the word? Is is, is um, inundated with poor results year in year out. Now, yeah. but that's why when they do have a good year every so often, you know, it, it, they make it a really, really good year. But unfortunately, you know, yesterday they just uh, couldn't get across the line, couldn't get the result, and so uh, that win column still remains uh, elusively empty. It does um, of course next week when they do get an opportunity, they'll be coming to Gisborne to play Poverty Bay in their um, in that clash. So they've got the opportunity, uh, of course. They, you know, and that's not 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 a bad score uh, for East Coast against West Coast, um, and of course uh, Poverty Bay. Uh, th- that's going to be prob- well, one of certainly one of the games to look out for. Um, I think a- AJT next weekend. Oh, always is you know the local clash with the two neighbouring unions go you know head to head and. Uh, hopefully a lot of cases, oh, there's a lot of cases that'll keep down for the day and also there'll be a fair amount of East Coast support uh, in Gisborne itself. So, look, hopefully that would be the ultimate way to, to put a tick in that win column is to get one against those cunts. <laughs> Absolutely. That would make their season. Won't that be a great, you know, that would make it a great season if they were able to beat Poverty Bay, eh? What do you reckon, um, Ra? Oh, yeah, bro. Look, I tell you, there were times when uh, the, the ghost, East Ghost, and, and the Bay used to shit on West Coast and, uh, you know, back in back yes. in the times. But uh, yes. no longer. They're, they're quite a competitive um, side, the old coal miners. And, uh, you know, as JT, and, and we know that uh, it's usually a league-strong hotbed down that part of the South Island. But with the infusion of a lot of Canterbury players, their rejects coming across, etc., um, it's bolstered uh, their side. But, hey, good to see the, the Kazi Kahu. Kahutamati and also yeah. uh, Rayhana Wiley, a good photo of the boys, uh, the Cousins yesterday, uh, and of course Gary Payne playing for West Coast. Um, you know, good to see them sort of come back, and uh, yeah, no, the, the Sky Blues just couldn't cut the mustard, and uh, the Bay as well, so, so not, a good week- not a good weekend for our local team, so they were pretty shit, did they? Yeah. West Coast, now they went, they're now top of the table at the moment there. Uh, on the Heartland Championship. Teams Valley only just behind them, um, Rick Reno uh, second that win uh, yesterday, obviously. Um, yeah. With yeah. them just uh, just behind uh, West Coast. Yeah, yeah, and uh, I think they got um, South Canterbury this coming Saturday at home in Pyro, mate. So, see if we can get another win there and see hopefully if we win next week, uh, we'll have another home semi final back in Pyro, but we'll just take one game at a time, bro. Yes, indeed. Now, also coming up in on uh, October, also we, we, uh, uh, October twenty third, we've got the primary schools Kiorahi tournament. It uh, is for years fives and sixes, and intermediate Kiorahi tournament will be taking place 
on the Thursday, that's the 24th, down at Gisborne Intermediate School. Um, that's going to be happening, uh, well, I guess that's the week after the school holidays finish. So, uh, yeah, certainly looking forward to um, that. Well, we want to end off full-time. Now, I, I just want to talk to Ra, I suppose. Well, and Reno. Well, actually, to all three of you. Um, maybe if you could just, you know, because this is our last full-time um, episode, I dare say. Uh, why don't you just um, take us through maybe one or two of your highlights? We'll start off with you, AJT. Uh, well, bro, every week's a highlight for me. You know, it's still good. To, it's it, for me. It's good to keep in touch with uh, with news from home, and certainly you three are, uh, you know, very, very almost the ultimate news hounds. You've got your nose to the to the uh, ear to the ground, rather. And, and look, and it's just sort of a privilege for me and an honour to, to to be able to call in every week and talk bullshit with the three of you. And hopefully, the, both the people that listen uh, have appreciated my input into the show. And also, I guess if you if wind the clock back, uh, a couple of travels went through Asia last year and this year yes. through Europe. So uh, probably when I called in from Rome, and I was about <laughs> twenty-five drinks in, and uh, you were talking about uh, I think it was the uh, the rugby war, the netball World yes. Cup, and I mentioned the rugby World Cup, and I wasn't even paying attention. I was you know, half pissed, and that was I've listened. I've listened back to that one a couple of times, and had a bit of a right. chuckle about it. So yeah, probably that one, boys, and. Uh, it's a fucking shame it's coming to an end, but, you know, like I say, we, we, if we get our heads together, we can come up with something new and, uh, for sure. you know, get it out there. So, yeah, thanks for having me, boys. Appreciate it. Love you all. Um, what about you, Reno? What, what have been some of the highlights over the years for you uh, with full time? Mate, it's been everything. Uh, every fucking thing on the show is a highlight. So, yeah. bro, just being part of talking with you guys uh, for the time I've been with the show, um, I love it. So everything, doesn't matter what it is, um, you know, catching up with JT and meeting them on the airways and talking about our passion for NRL. Yes. Ra, we know Ra loves his rugby and everything like that. But just generally getting out everything that we want to talk about when it comes to sport in general. Not only sport too, bro, because I do the show midweek and we now touch on politics. Yes. But just cheering everything out there and uh, giving our point of view. Yeah. Uh, there's so many highlights. Um, I could go on and on and on. Look, I remember talking to you guys midweek uh, from the Gold Coast, getting ready to go to yeah. State of Origin and asking a few youngsters uh, who were their picks. Yeah. Uh, doing a couple of other live crossovers from other areas. And very, very, uh, the highlight really is just um, allowing me to be part of uh, Tūranga FM and the Airways and sharing sports, which I love, uh, with you three guys and others that we've had on board as well, mate. Yeah, absolutely. There have been a number of uh, guests. What about you, Ra? Some of the highlights. Oh, bro, look, uh, you know, I could say that, uh, you know, week in, week out for uh, countless years, uh, it's been a waste of my life uh, talking with you, a bunch of wasters, uh, you know, it's been, you know, uh, heaps, of, uh, heaps of bullshit uh, that uh, should never have gotten on the air, but uh, no, I wouldn't, wouldn't change a minute of it, Keith. Um, you know, it is what it is, it's been what it's been. And, uh, you know, for right or wrong, good or bad, truth or bullshit, um, you know, we put it out there like most people, like every people actually, um, voicing their opinions on uh, on sport and everything in between. And look, TV1, NBC, they could sort of offer me a job to go and do sports uh, shows with them. But, uh, look, I'd turn it down in, in, in a heartbeat uh, just to stay with, uh, you know, the, 
really as a full-time show. Um, the money would be a different story, though. Um, <laughs> and I know most of us do it for, for Aroha, but uh, mm-hmm. hey, that's that part of the country, pretty much. Um, that's how we roll in, in this land of uh, such beauty and tranquility. But uh, I'd like to thank the boys for their, their valuable input, our listeners for sort of uh, giving uh, moments of their life to, to, to tune in. And uh, look, we hope that the future holds a lot in store, and, and apparently there is. There's another kind of, uh, what, uh, session of, uh, of a sports-type show uh, in the pipeline. So keep an ear out uh, for that, and everyone can just go and get fact. Get fact. <laughs> Love it. Anyway, there's been plenty of highlights for me also um, uh, throughout the years. Uh, The biggest highlights, I think, is definitely being able to uh, meet, well, well, not just meet up, but to have um, the people joining us on full-time, very much like yourself, Reno, and you too, um, JT. It's been absolutely awesome having having you guys um, as part of the show, especially you, JT, when you came along Boy, I tell you what, we were pretty much rugby, rugby driven. Now you came along and it didn't, changed things. Didn't, didn't the ratings go up by two listeners? <laughs> they did indeed. We doubled our listenership. Yes, from one until one till two. So there you go. And one of them's deaf. <laughs> <laughs> Think one of them was black Samurai, I think. <laughs> indeed. Anyway, it has been an absolute pleasure to be able to bring you our last. Um, full-time uh, episode here and it's just been wonderful to be able to catch up with you boys no doubt listen out watch out we, we've got something else certainly in the pipeline um, possibly a new podcast called get fact so uh, be listening out to that anyway thank you boys it's certainly been a pleasure you Tsurama FM